What if you could be doing something smarter with your money that creates income right now? If you're an IT professional who's wanting to get ahead financially and enjoy greater freedom of choice, and if you wondered who else in tech is creating ways to make their money work for them, and you want actionable ideas with honest pros and cons and no fluff, welcome to the Richer Geek Podcast. We're helping IT professionals find creative ways to build wealth and financial freedom. I'm your host, Nicole Stoller, and in this podcast, you'll hear from others who are already doing these things and learn how you can too. Welcome back to the Richer Geek Podcast. This is part two of our conversation with Alex Caputo. Now, if you didn't catch last week's episode, here's a quick reminder. Alex Caputo's worked in a variety of technical sales roles, and he found that he was also drawn to entrepreneurship. Because he's passionate about fitness, he got started with Orange Theory Fitness Franchises, which he successfully sold, transitioned those funds into car washes. And we discussed all of that last week. Now, this week, we're talking about his newest endeavor, which is in the waste management industry. Let's jump into the show. Alex, welcome back again. Let's hit part two. Let's talk about the other businesses that you've owned also while working full time. You transitioned into car washes, which I love because that is something when we just were talking about passion. You maybe weren't passionate about car washes, so tell us a little bit about how that came about. You know, this is the best part of it, too, because I I, I never in a million years thought about owning any kind of car washes, right? They're they're just kind of the drive-through car wash, and, you know, you you bring your car in, you put in your 250 and spray it down, and you dry off. I mean, you know, you look at something like that and go, I can't wait to get into it, but this is where I go from that transition of being passionate into a business. And now I start looking at things strictly for the numbers and for the needs and will they be recession proof and will they, you know, will they continue to, to be profitable here for me? And uh, uh, that's really what I did. I I looked at that and I was like, you know, we can't lose here, you know, and that car wash, uh, the car washes, they're plural. We bought two of them. And again, back up in Utah with some business partners, but they've been around since the eighties. So we know that they're going to be sustainable and uh, they don't need a whole lot of work, definitely not a whole lot of employees and a lot of attention. And uh, that's what made it really easy for us here. And, you know, we, we just invested with those other folks and uh, they've been great so far. We've had them for a little over a year now. They're thriving. What can I say? We're coming into the spring and summer, which is the best time of the year for them. Are those franchises or are they independent car washes? No, they were, they're independent. They were actually uh, built by uh, some folks up in Utah from the ground up. One single owner got old enough, uh, passed them down to his kids, and now the kids just wanted to sell them. They're, they're older now. So it was just time, and uh, they sold them to us. And uh, yeah, we're very glad that they did because, again, they're just they're, they're great little car washes. I mean, they're nothing fancy. You know what I mean? They're just they're nice little money makers. I think it's so interesting because in the previous episode, you talked about, hey, the things you learned about yourself from the first franchise, the Orange Theory, mm-hmm. and one of those was you didn't want to have a lot of employees. So the car washes, that's very appealing, right? I don't even know if you just have someone who just does maintenance once a week or how that actually works. Yeah, definitely check the boxes. So a couple of employees and really all they do is just go there just to make sure that everything is still full, everything is still running. And, uh, you know, the, the one thing that we do is we pride ourselves on, you know, you got to keep anything to attract customers. You got to be clean, right? You got to be working. 
So uh, that's what we really do is just keep eyes on them, making sure the change machines are giving out quarters, you know, and, uh, and collecting them at the end of the day and depositing them into the bank here. So nothing super fancy, just, you know, hourly rate employees and they do their job. And uh, at the end of the day, you know, we have clean cars and happy people. Now you said you have a partner in this. What is the role that the partner plays? They're actually the managing partners. So what they do is, uh, you know, they invited us to this opportunity and um, they pulled us in and they said, we'll, we'll take care of it because they, they're locals. So they live there. And what they do is they, uh, they will actually go day to day. And thankfully, my business partner is uh, mechanically inclined. So if there's anything that is you know, a little bit more than minor, but not major, uh, he can do. So that's uh, very, very helpful because I am not mechanically inclined. I'm just there to, I could probably clean up the garbage maybe and clean up the bays. That's about as good as I can get, lift heavy things. But aside from that, uh, you know, they do a fantastic job of making sure that those things are, are up and running and then communicating back to us. I mean, it's not like, you know, we need a report every single day, but it's, you know, monthly report. How are things going? What can we do to help? But again, it's super, super easy. That actually sounds similar to one of our hotels where we have investors in the hotel my husband's running and working with our management team on day-to-day operations. Everyone is welcome to come see the hotel and there's regular updates, uh, but it's kind of nice. It's more like a passive investment, which it sounds like what you're describing. Yeah. You know, and and from what you're saying is like the great quote that came out to me and you don't want to be in the business. You want to run the business, right? So you leave all your folks that are, you know, your managers, your general managers, let them run the business, right? You just need to uh, understand the business here that, okay, what's next? How do I support it? How do I keep it going? And then strategically think, okay, what's the next big thing for us, for the business or for yourself? Now you are starting a new franchise. I'd love to Um, have you, yeah. Tell us a little bit about uh, that opportunity and how that came about. So the, uh, the business is called Smash My Trash. And it is so brand new. Like this started franchising back in November. I think I was about uh, early December is when I started talking to the folks there, Um, how it came about. So uh, if we go back a little bit to, you know, uh, I talked about if you're, you know, first time franchiser, you know, what do you need to know about yourself? And I think I I, I knew about myself as to as to what I can do and and how I can sell things like that. But um, I actually was looking at a different franchise in Phoenix. It was, it was a junk removal type of thing. And so I clicked on it because I was researching, you know, I need to get into another business here. I can't, I can't go back to an office. I'm a little bit bored. What can I do? Right. So when I clicked on this, it, it asked me to fill out some kind of form, a little questionnaire. So it was about 20, 20 questions here kind of vets you out a little bit financially, but also really gets your background. So when I submitted it back and then I got contacted, uh, from one of the sales reps there. And they went ahead and, and says, you know, I've got these three really good ideas that might fit your skill set. So one was a uh, sort of like a, uh, a painting company. Another one was a uh, senior advisor placement or a senior placement advisor type of company. And then there was Smash My Trash. And I actually did three calls with each, which each franchise uh, to really find out if it was a good marriage in a sense, right? Where, okay, does this fit me and am I a good fit for them, right? And so I like them all. They all actually have a really good product and system. But again, checking the boxes of what I really, really wanted was I, I want to do this more so with the 
least amount of employees as possible, right? And I kind of harp on that a little bit, but I think for me, it's just, you know, the less moving parts, the better, you know, when it comes to that, you know, I'm going to have basically a truck driver, a salesperson, which will be me, and I'll have my own accounting and bookkeeper, and then I'll expand it from there and see what exactly I need. So simple is really what I wanted. Uh, Smash My Trash fits that. Um, a little bit about the franchise, if I can explain it to you and uh, any listeners there. Uh, what it is, is it really is a, uh, we're simplifying waste truck, right? So we're actually going to take this big truck. Looks like it's got a big tractor arm on it and a rolling pin with teeth on it. Okay, so I'm putting, hopefully I'm painting a good picture. And you go up to these big rollaway dumpsters that are like the 30 yarders and 40 yarders. If you ever take a look inside them, a lot of the time they're filled with wooden pallets, cardboard boxes, glass bottles, you name drums, things like that. I'm going to take that, that rolling pin in there and I'm going to roll down and smash that trash from, let's say, a 100% capacity type of uh, rollaway dumpster and bring it down to about 20 25%. And really what that does is it just reduces your haul costs, right? Saves the customer money. It actually helps the environment as well. So now there's less traffic back and forth to that landfill, right? Less emissions out there. So uh, I looked at that. And I'm like, that is a win-win. That is for me. And then, of course, my wife will say, you know, boys and their toys, right? That kind of where they want. You want to take that truck and you want to get in there and you want to smash that down. So that's the exciting part for me. I'm really looking forward to this. And it's, I think it's going to be, there's no competition that's out there right now. It is going to, I hope it's going to take off. I, I really believe that it will. And Phoenix is one of the big markets that's about to, uh, to explode here. I think that I'm just thinking about houses and uh, in the real estate side of things. We had a, a hoarder house, one of, one of our uh, small rental properties. Mm-hmm. And I don't even remember the size that we, we got it from Republic Services. It's this massive, I've got pictures of it, the, the pile of stuff in this hoarder house. Yeah. So I, I think you could go after all the real estate, the flippers and the clean out and the hoarders. Because I mean, there was, that thing was overflowing. So you could. Yeah, <laughs> most definitely. And you're right. So construction is a big side of that, right? There's also um, distribution, manufacturing. Are those are the three biggest industries that will be is, is are the folks that will be using our services. So and it's amazing. You won't believe how many actual dumpsters are out there. When you look at like Google Earth, there are so many out there. So there's so much opportunity, and they don't even know that we're coming and what we're about to do for them. So uh, it's it's going to be an exciting franchise. And, and I think compared to Orange Theory, so if I was studio number 381, I probably came in here at Smash My Trash as probably owner number 12 or 15. So I was up on the curve in Orange, don't get me wrong, but this is like the curve hasn't even started yet. That's how thrilled and excited I am to be a part of this. So is that what you would recommend then? People want to maybe look for the newer franchises as opposed to multi-year established because yeah. I mean, because there's always a territory protection, right? I mean, that's a, that's a component. So yeah. theoretically, would that matter? Well, I would say what's your risk tolerance is the question, right? So what do you think? I mean, you're coming into this, right? And you've got $150,000 of your hard earned money, right? And you're looking at it going, okay, I can lose this. You know, I might have to start, how long did it take you to, to save that, you know, and, and that's a lot of money, you know, for a lot of people. So you, you really have to go and go, all right, what's my risk tolerance? 
And I'll tell you, with with Orange, you know, we uh, we were nervous. There's no doubt about it. Again, that was first to market. This is first to market, but I'm not I'm not afraid of that because now I look at it and I go, people need this. This is absolutely going to be a a game changer, you know, for the waste management industry. So, what's your risk tolerance? Is the answer to the question there? I think there's some folks that will be certainly happy to to throw their money into. Okay, well, we can go ahead and and do this and be comfortable with that type of living, you know. Uh, and then there's other ones that really want to, you know, aim for the for the moon and the stars. So, again, that's a it's a great question. It's just a matter of uh, you know personal tolerance. So interesting. I, I love yeah. I, I love hearing about the different because you've done so many different things, and I love that you know two of them are franchises. Which I've been looking for someone who could chat about their experience with franchises because I personally, you know, our hotels are franchises, but that's still slightly different. We're buying it more from a real estate perspective, but I can. It's interesting to have, you know, different franchises, different hotel brands, and to be able to compare, there's definitely pluses and minuses. And when you're in a franchise, like in your case, and you're investigating from the very beginning, having that list of those things that you know, you know about yourself, you know you don't want employees, and basically kind of narrowing down this list of criteria and then using that uh, to, to make your final choice. Yeah, you have to. I think that going into... You know, hey, there's nothing wrong with being a risk taker, but it's got to be calculated risk, right? And that's what you have to know about yourself. And, you know, I wouldn't say listen to everybody. I would love to say listen to the folks that are actually in the game with you because it really is, a, they're a whole different type of fo uh, folks that will tell you, you know, the real truth to it all. Um, not everybody takes these type of chances. Nicole, you did this, you know, and, you know, you, you see how it's paid off, right, uh, for you guys. And I don't know, you tell me, uh, would you do it again? Oh yeah, absolutely. But but it's not without its pluses and minuses to your point, right? Sure. And and I think if you go into that and also the other thing is is, you know, as you look at numbers, just having this awareness that okay, you know, one of the things we did is a lot of stress testing when we were purchasing this uh this hotel that we just closed on in November was okay in 2009, 2010, when hotel occupancy was really down, what did that look like? So stress yeah. testing to say, okay, well, that's our worst case scenario. Uh, what does that look like? Mm -hmm, for sure. That's a big risk to take it in 2010, but you knew, you knew it was going to come back, right? Yeah. They have their cycles and they bounce back and you know, it took off for you. Good for you guys. And I'm glad you guys uh, took that risk and you know, just just do your homework. Really, that's what it boils down to. So tell us, um, how can listeners get in touch with you or learn more? Oh, they want to talk to me? Well, you bet. Absolutely. Um, so I have an email address. Uh, you can email me at alexcap45 at me.com. That's an Apple email there. So alexcap45 at me.com. And happy to help anyone out that, you know, this is kind of the cool thing. And I hope someday I can be somebody's mentor to this, right? That's one of the things that I'm looking for still, you know, as doing this for, well, now we're going on seven, eight years, uh, you know, finding a mentor would be really, really awesome. Perfect. All right. Thank you so much for sharing your stories on these three different, very distinctly different business models and business types. And, uh, and we appreciate you coming on. Nicole, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate that as well. This is fantastic. So thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the Richer Geek podcast. For today's show notes, including links and resources, 
visit us at therichergeek.com. Don't forget to head over to iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts and hit the subscribe button. Help us spread the word by sharing with others who could benefit from listening and leave a rating and review. That'll help us get the podcast in front of more people. I appreciate you. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you.